we have here today Ellie Bursko. I'm so excited to have you here live with us. And some of you guys, this is a surprise. She's actually joining us from Queensland, Australia. Uh, so it's definitely a different day, I think. Um, and so it's awesome that you're here with us. And Momillennials, I'm so excited to have her here with us because you know how I'm all about showcasing women doing amazing things, building their mompire, building the life that they, they want to design. And she and I followed her for a while. She's designed a beautiful life. She has two beautiful children. But I will stop doing so much of the talking and I would let her introduce herself. So um, Ellie, please tell us about you and your passion. And yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, like you said, I have two kids. Um, Charlotte is almost eight and Gabrielle is uh, five. And I uh, run a successful business here in Australia. I travel a lot. I traveled to 14 countries last year and I'll um, be moving to Portugal in June. And um, so we'll actually be living in Europe for 18 months and traveling all around there. Uh, and I've really created a life that uh, allows me to support my family and to have the, the freedom um, that we want as well in the lifestyle. That's amazing. No, honestly, this is why I really wanted to have you on here with us because, guys, you know Millennials is about really taking control of your life. And um, I was talking to Ellie just prior to going on, and she actually told me that she started her business because of her daughter. And I find that a lot of us moms, you know, we're when we have kids, it really changes us internally in a very deep level, right? And we realize that it's now we have we're responsible for these children. Say hey, hey guys! Just want to say hi to our viewers. Thank you for tuning in, Angela, Ray, Jane. Thank you so much. Ask us any questions along the way. Uh, we're going to be talking about motherhood. We're going to be talking about the mompire she's created, how she's designed this life. You know, this, the the struggle behind it as well. Because I, you know, it's beautiful to see the result, but it's so important to showcase the hardship behind it as well, so that you know everything that I show is is behind the scenes as well for me in my life. And I'm just excited to showcase that, guys. So, um, so yes, just ask any questions in the comment, and and we'll answer them as we go along. Um, so Ellie, you were saying that as you started, uh, you when you started your business, you just had become a mom. So can you tell me a bit more about how that experience was for you and what made you kind of click into that, uh, into that? Yeah, sure. So I was actually living in uh, London when I fell pregnant and I'd only known my, um, I say partner because we're not married, but everyone in America always asks if I'm gay or, you know, so, but then if I say boyfriend, it feels like I'm a teenager. So anyway, that's what I mean by partner. Uh, we've been together almost nine years, but when I, when I fell pregnant, um, I'd actually only known him for three months and uh, he's eight years older than me. So he stood by my side. He wasn't like a, I was 22 at the time and he wasn't like a, I guess a stereotypical 22 year old male that would just like run away from that. Um, and he's like, don't worry, I'm sticking with you. I'm here for you. And, uh, we moved uh, back to Australia and I, Throughout my pregnancy, I actually worked until I was 39 weeks pregnant in a call center because I had no other option. I had no money. Um, my partner wasn't allowed to work. He was on a tourist visa. And uh, so I, and I walked to work. I had no money for a car. So I walked to work with my big belly, and um, which got slower as the pregnancy progressed as well. 
And it was after that, that literally had no money, was living on welfare, that I decided I wanted to create a better life for myself and my family. And when I was pregnant, I'd put on 20 kilos, which is about, I think, maybe 42, 45 pounds, something like that. And I wanted to be able to lose the weight, but lose it in a healthy way afterwards, but lose it quickly as well so I could get my body back. And so I actually ended up losing 29 kilos after having my daughter within seven months. And I saw a gap in the market. I saw that there were no mum's boot camps with babysitting included in the parks. Um, they were all like having to push them in the prams and getting no time out for themselves. And so I started a mum's boot camp uh, with babysitting included in the parks. And I was the first one to do that in my area. And so that was because of that gap in the market, because of the journey I'd just been through, I, you know, lost the weight and all of that. But also because my biggest why was that I wanted to create a better life for myself and my family and give ourselves freedom and choice to do what we want and make a difference in the world as well. But that all started with making a difference in my world. Wow. You know, it's amazing. Um, we actually have a lot of similarities, which is, it, it's crazy how, um, you know, we think that we are all on these, we, we isolate ourselves a lot in our heads and think, oh, we're so alone in this journey. But to hear stories like yours, it really reminds me, and this is why it's so important uh, to to continue this, this these conversations about what really happened as we go through these new journeys in our lives and showcase it and thank you so much for sharing that because you know uh, when when I when you start out especially in your 20s it's not easy it's definitely mm. not, not easy and and to have the courage to to you know know that you have to work like like regardless of, of there's no option right so you got to work hard yeah. there's no excuses there's no you know you just can't there's no time to think about it or dwell in what's happening you just kind of go you know, and I found myself in a lot of situations. So let's see what the people are saying. How was it? How did your family and friends adjust to your own business? Were they supportive? So um, mm. Jane said that. And then, uh, so I'll put that up so people can see. Um, yeah. If you'd like to answer that. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, so, and I think I actually connected with Jane the other day. So that's cool um, that she's on. Uh, so they they weren't supportive to be honest i remember my dad telling me don't be a personal trainer the market's saturated you'll never make any money and that made me push to go well stuff you i'm gonna prove you wrong and um that gave me more drive to actually be successful and so because i didn't have the support from friends and family and also my um my mom was living uh, overseas at the time, uh, so I didn't have her with me, who she really does understand this kind of stuff more. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't have that support, and it was literally just me and, and my partner. That was my support. He was my rock. And I, I, I had to do it by myself, and I had to uh, create something where a lot of my friends didn't understand. You know, I'd gone to live overseas, and... I was, uh, my identity before I fell pregnant was the party girl. And so I came back to Australia, everyone's still thinking I was the party girl. I had this new, this new baby and a new business. So I'm like defying what's normal in, in two senses there. The young mom, not super young, but a young mom still. And, and then starting a business. And so I, I really didn't have the support, but I had the support from my partner and I had the support within myself. And that drove me to create the success. 
And because I'd really come from nothing, and like you said before, like I had no plan B, so I had to make it work. And I used to run with my daughter in the pram, the exercise equipment underneath the pram, because um, I still had no car. And I would go running, walking, 40, 50, 60 kilometers a week. Um, sorry, I don't know miles, so you guys will have to work that out if you're in America. Um, but yeah, literally just running, walking everywhere to get to my classes and also to network with businesses, drop off flyers, do whatever I could to uh, make my business successful. And the other thing was that I also invested in a mentor very early on. And he, it was a husband and wife team. And having their support and the support of other entrepreneurial people who were further ahead than me really helped me to start stepping into this new world of people who had done it, people who were further ahead that could support me to get there faster than what I could myself. That's amazing that you bring up, actually. That's one of the key things I think that I've also done for myself is investing in a coach. Uh, and I've worked with a coach since I started my journey into entrepreneurship and it has accelerated and my business in so many ways. And I think that's key into, you know, sometimes like personally, my support system is not the biggest, but the small support system that I do have is powerful. And I've yeah. surrounded myself with women who are doing amazing, amazing things that I can look to them any moment in time and know that, you know, I, I, I the, my vision is clear. My vision is clear. I take all the fog and just it clears up. And actually, Jane says, uh, what was the smallest change in your business that made the biggest impact? That's mm. a good one. Yeah, good question. Jane's full of the good questions today. Yes. Uh, so uh, I guess I don't think anything's a small change, really. I, I can remember a lot of big changes in investing in a mentor and going and taking action. You know, the first thing that the mentor wanted me to do with him was $1,000. And, you know, this is someone who'd been living on welfare and had no savings, no money, no car. $1,000 felt like 100000 at the time. But he, instead of saying, oh, you can't afford me, like, get lost, he actually gave me tips, action steps to put in place. And I started taking action on those things, you know, talking to moms in the park and getting their phone numbers and then getting on a sales call with them and going to like indoor play centers and connecting with the moms there, just really putting myself out there so that I could uh, find more moms and network with people and uh, get my first clients on board. So I guess that would be the biggest one, but small changes, I guess, uh, is just in, yeah, I, I really don't think anything small. I think, I think everything's been quite big in investing in myself in working on my mindset and personal development, just taking action, never giving up. Uh, and, and really, you know, in that initial stage, when you're going from zero to a hundred K, it's really about putting yourself out there, building your list, forming those connections and, and making sure that you're known because people don't know you and it, it's that stuff, but it's also in knowing yourself in working on yourself so that you're, you're clear. You're not putting crap out there that's attached to, you know, limiting beliefs and things like that, working on yourself so that you can actually put yourself out there as someone who does inspire and motivate others and can be that true leader. No, oh, that's amazing. And that's a great question. Actually, Jane, thank you for that. And uh, we actually have Sarah who said, um, 
what is the best advice, your best advice for a mom with a new business idea, but maybe they're afraid to jump into it? Yeah, good question. So uh, I guess it's just weighing up between what you're currently doing and what you want to do. So there's a couple of different things, obviously, without really knowing about Sarah. Um, you could be a stay-at-home mom at the moment. Actually, if you want to pop it up, are you a stay-at-home mom or are you working in a, in a job and you're wanting to step into your own thing? Uh, because I guess there's two differences there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, um, you know, what I found, though, as, as a general overview for both of those things is a lot of the time, if you have a business idea, if you have something that you want to do and you're not doing it, what you're currently doing isn't good enough. And, you know, like being a mom is amazing and uh, it's one of the greatest kind of journeys we can go on and uh, greatest learning <laughs> journey as well, teaches us patience and, you know, yeah. so many other things. Um she just said a bit of both. Okay, cool. So we can actually find that if we are staying at home or we're working in a job that we, that we don't really like, and there's something where, you know, you can really uh, make a bigger difference in the world, then you're holding yourself back by doing what you're currently doing. And when you, when you step into doing what you really want to do, not only will you transform more people's lives, but you're going to feel fulfilled you're going to be inspired within yourself. You're going to be in alignment with your values. And what that does, it helps you live your best life for yourself and make yourself a priority. It helps make a big impact in the world. But it also, you know, being a mom, we want to be a good role model for our kids. And when you're practicing what you preach and you're living that life, you're the best role model for them. Like imagine what you're portraying if you live a life until you're old where you're not putting yourself first or you're, you've got these amazing ideas, but they're just dreams and they're not, you're not actually actioning them and making them a reality. So you can be that role model for your kids by showing them, not just telling them by actually practicing it and embodying it and living that life. No, a hundred percent. I think, thank you so much. That's such a great answer because you know, um, I think as, as we become moms, like when I came into this journey, I was finding the same thing. I was, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was in a really dark place. I was very depressed. I, I was like, I don't want to leave to go to the workforce, but I don't want to just be at home, you know, and to really dig deep and to have the, the courage to ask the tough questions. And, and, and it's basically, what's the saying? I'm really bad with saying, so don't mind me. But the saying is like, uh, you live how others are willing to live so that you like you live now how you how others aren't willing mm. to live so you can have what others aren't going to have something like that I yeah, like how this yeah, goes. I yeah but, totally so that's basically like at these moments I know especially when you're a mom and, and and finances are a big deal and you know um the insecurity is a lot because you feel responsible and kind of selfish I felt selfish saying actually I'm not going to make an income for a while until this really take you know it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of work and very and a lot of activity a lot of action moves and it's mm. a, a sacrifice but it's like i have to be okay with feeling that those feelings and being like yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna work out and we put yeah. a lot of ourselves right we we really really do um yeah. so it's nice to know that you know we're not alone in this and, and that's mm. the thing like we are not alone in this but making those yeah. moves um that uh, ellie was talking about oh sorry <laughs> That Ellie was talking about um, really shows that you know 
motherhood is so inspiring in so many ways and it can kick her butt into high gear. It really yeah. can, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, Sarah, for that. So I what- find as well, what, what you were saying before um, around, you know, I, I found with a lot of moms, they struggle to put themselves first. And they feel like, well, my family has to come first, my kids come first, so I can't start a business or I can't spend more time in the business or I can't even, you know, practice self-care and do things for myself. And the thing is, if you're putting yourself first, it doesn't mean you're putting anyone else last. It means you're just as important. And if you put yourself up there on an equal footing, then you, like I said, you're being that good role model, but you're also giving back to yourself and you've got to give back to yourself. Otherwise you're constantly giving to everyone and everything else and you end up getting burnt out or sick or um, just not people not respecting your boundaries and you're not actually going to create the life that you want. No. And that's so like, I mean, that's so true. I mean, for me, I, first thing, self-care and putting yourself first is like, Every mom I talk to, when I when I talk to moms who are looking into getting coaching with me, it's about well, I'm like, what are your three priorities? They're like my 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 house, my child, and then like fourth is me, and like you know like fifth on the priority, my business, and then I'm like, you know what's the funny thing? Turn those four those three priorities the other way. It's you Mm -hmm. and then the rest because you can't be half full if you're empty from giving out everything within you. I yeah. feel tapped out. I'm like, I'm tapped out, guys. There's nothing yeah. I can give if I don't give the best to myself first. Yeah. And if you put that in three things as well, it's like your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others, and then your business. So if you're looking after yourself first, then you're going to be able to, um, like, you know, have energy and be confident and show up in the right way. Then you're looking at your relationships with others. So if you've got, you know, husband or significant other, your family, your kids, your friends, all that kind of stuff, because I know probably the people can relate to this, that if I'm having an argument with my partner or things are off there, it makes everything else so much harder. But when we're good and we're in alignment, everything else flows. So it's sorting that stuff out second. And then third is the business. Because if you're clear in those first two things, the business just flows. That's so true. It, it's very true. I mean, the relationship that we have with ourselves, I think it's it's something a lot of us ignore. And a lot of us forget that that's the first priority because that determines our mindset. That determines how we... how how we give and how we receive um and the flow with the partner is so important whoever that may be for you you know your support system the person that really um encourages you on a daily is so important to have a really uh good flow and and you know what's funny for me it's, it hasn't always been that way where the flow of our partnership feels like a very supportive one um, yeah. but it doesn't mean that i i, I let that be the end all and be all of everything so i yeah. think as women, we have to, it, there's a lot that we find very difficult to do, specifically when it comes to, once we become mother, because we want to juggle it all. You know that thing about balance? I hate when moms try to say, oh, I, how do you balance everything? I get asked that a lot, or how do you manage? I'm like, yeah. honestly, I, I had a live um, on this yesterday. I'm like, because so many moms were messaging me with like, how do I do it with like a child, and social media and business and all that stuff. And I'm like, honestly, I don't do it all. That's, that's, the, that's the truth. That's the secret sauce. Yeah. I don't do it all. I say, I think think balance 
like you can have balance, but it doesn't mean that everything is equally balanced each day or each week. It's balanced as a whole. And so when you're like, I use Google calendar, I would be lost without it. And I schedule in everything that I have for the week. But the first things that go in are family time and time out for myself. Otherwise we can get so busy with our work that, you know, the other stuff just doesn't even uh, fit in. It doesn't uh, happen. And so I, I schedule out time for exercise, time for myself, time with family. And then I put in my, my work stuff and it's all color coded and it looks all, all pretty as well. And it's, um, it's synced with my partner and my team. So everyone can see what I have going on and anything that's not in there. I completely forget. I need to have everything in there. Um, and that, that means I'll have balance as a whole. But some weeks I'll be working more in the business and that's okay. Some weeks I'll have a week off and that'll be more family time and more experiences, but it all balances out in the end. That's amazing. No, I think to have tools that'll help you schedule your life in a way that, you know, you do find some sort of rhythm to it is key for us moms that are trying to, to kind of put a little bit of ourselves in everything that we do. Um, but I would love to know more about, okay, so that was your beginnings when you started, you were just becoming a mom um, mm. and you were doing the train, right, training with new moms. So what happened after that? How did that all evolve for you as, as, as your kids grew? Yeah, so I did a lot of work on my personal development, on my business development. I let go of a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of things I was holding onto from the past. And I uh, grew that business quite quickly. I grew it to 100,000 in a year and 200,000 in under two years. Um, in the second year, I was pregnant with my second child and I was very, very sick in that pregnancy. And I kind of had the hustle mentality from my mentors and the people I was hanging around at the time. And so everyone was telling me, you need to slow down. You know, you're getting sick. This is why, because you're not stopping. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's like, I'm like, I'm not an invalid. I can do what I want. But really in retrospect, it's like, and looking back, it's like, uh, yeah, I definitely was pushing myself too much. And so I actually ended up selling that business in uh, after two years um, and shortly after I had my second child and I kept myself quite small for a couple of years and I, I think I, I needed that but it got to then a stage where I felt like I was holding myself back and I wasn't feeling fulfilled and even during that journey as well, like my identity had changed from the party girl to the mom. And it was like, I was just a mom and I wasn't expressing myself in the way I wanted to. I wasn't, um, doing things for myself. I wasn't catching up with friends. And so that came to a head. I think it was maybe 2014, something like that. Um, I was binge eating and emotional eating because I wasn't living in alignment with my values. And so once I changed that identity and started putting myself first, started going to the gym again, catching up with friends, going to concerts, started dyeing my hair bright pink and wearing clothes I wanted to wear again. And I then found that I was living in alignment with my values which meant I stopped emotional eating and binge eating just like that. And I also grew my business very quickly as well. And I was more in balance and alignment in all areas of my life. So that was really, really helpful. And it came to the end of 2014 where my business had actually gone downhill. And so I decided at that point that I wasn't 
feeling fulfilled and that I wanted to, I was procrastinating scrolling through Facebook, you know, not reaching my goals, not reaching out to people and things like that. So I decided to take my business seriously again. Um, by doing that, having that mindset shift and the strategy shift and taking more action, um, reaching out and, you know, making sales calls and things like that, I ended up tripling my business in three months and then it's just gone up since then. And not just income-wise, but I've really created uh, amazing experiences. I live in my dream house. Uh, I travel a lot, like I mentioned before. My partner works in my business now, so he doesn't need to work. And uh, I teach my, my kids like amazing lessons about business and life and things like that. Um, and just something to share, it's really cute from my daughter the other day. I took her out on a, like a mommy daughter date and, uh, I was asking her questions. We play this question game where I ask her a question then she answers and then she asks me a question. Um, and I do this with my partner as well. And, um, I asked her, what would be one thing that you would love to do in the world? And I thought she was going to say, you know, an experience or like go somewhere or do something. And she said, I wish that um, everyone had a home and they, everyone had food and money that they need to do whatever they want. And I was like, it just almost made me cry um, because it's like the things that I'm, you know, the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm sharing with her, it's rubbing off and it's starting to sink in now, which is almost eight. And she's really smart and got a good understanding of the things I've been trying to teach her. That's amazing. I think, honestly, that gave me goosebumps. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a young daughter. And to me, it's like, all it gives me, you know, it fills me so much. And I know it fills a lot of you, of our mamas out there who are watching, who are going through things and, you know, always questioning themselves, always feeling like, how will their kids feel? You know, how will, how will this end up? But to hear... You know, to know that you you worked so hard for for to get to where you are, and your kids now are seeing the fruits of all this, and you're seeing the fruits from within of all the hard work that you've done. Um, yeah. It really gives me hope, and I think a lot of moms would would you know just to know that there is that 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 their kids are going to be able to one day say the same things to them, and to know that you know all, that what we what we're working so hard for is actually getting through. And sometimes we don't know. I mean, we always just act, act, act. And we're like, well, I hope something's staying, you know? And, and, yeah. that's and that's why I really worked a lot on myself, on energy and balance and things like that to let go of that hustle mentality. I was escaping into the business and into other things. And, um, you know, I was binge drinking in 2015. I don't drink at all now. Um, I got myself healthy and happy uh, so that I could then have a good balance between work and life. And now I'm, I'm more present with my kids and because I'm more present and I take that time to be one-on-one -on -one with them, that's how I'm able to teach them these things and even have those conversations for that to be able to come up as well. Wow. And what helped you? Like, because the thing is, I find that I'm in the hustle mentality. Like mm -hmm. I work really hard. Like I go hard and I know a lot of our moms, who are doing some sort of entrepreneurial thing. Um, they're always working hard. They're always stressing out. And, and for me, it's like, I, I would love to know what, what helped you make that distinction and turn off that hustle mentality so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, well, one thing is you need to work hard 
if you're trying if you're trying to get to the hundred k mark. You know, you need to work harder than when you're doing multi six figures or seven figures. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't look after yourself. So if you're working hard, you're putting yourself out there, you're taking massive action, being super productive, be productive on the things that matter, focus on marketing and sales and connecting with people, um, and, and don't just waste time scrolling through Facebook and doing things that are unproductive. Um, so work hard in the time that you've got. But then uh, I think I said one day, and people love this, I said, like, work hard, but chill hard as well. Like, you know, it's one or the other. Don't be, like... If you're chilling out, don't be checking your phone and trying to do a bit of work. Like yeah. it's one or the other. Have that distinction. And so that's part of it. Yes, you do need to put yourself out there more if you're in that bracket. But then as you grow to multi-six figures and seven figures, it's about doing less and creating systems and structure and team to support you. Um, but in that initial stage and, and at every stage, like get enough sleep eat well, move your body, take time out with your family, take time out for yourself. You can still do that even when you're, you're growing and putting that time in. But then from the hustle mentality as well, it can come, it comes from multiple reasons. It comes from basically from any mentors that we have, if they're promoting that, it can come from our family, what we grew up with. My dad is 50, two or 53 now and he's still hustling and pushing and working hard in his business and it's like I didn't want to be like that when I'm in my 50s you know and so I've actually outgrown him on that aspect and and learned from him but I also still learn other things where you know he has a massive team way bigger than me and we kind of bounce off each other which is really cool um so I learned these things from my dad and I learned them from mentors and so I started, when I worked on myself, I attracted in different mentors and different communities and let go of the things from the past. And the thing is, the hustle mentality and trading your time for, for money comes from the industrial revolution. And, you know, when things, you know, this is like over 100 years ago or so, people are having to work hard. They're working in factories and things like that. And you can only earn so much money. Whereas now we don't need to trade our time for money. You don't need to working more doesn't equal more money. Yeah. We have the internet, we have group programs, we have events and retreats and speaking and so many different things you can do. And so it's changing that mindset, letting go of the, the old outdated view uh, and really stepping into this new place where you can actually leverage your time. Wow, that was really to the point, and I love that. Thank you so much for that information because I, I that's that actually helps me a lot, and I think that's what my coach really helps me with because to let go of that mentality of hustle, 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 and, and that a mentality that you work like your mon- time is money kind of thing, it's yeah. really hard to let go. It's really, really difficult. It's not a, a given for me, mm. and it's something that um you know I constantly need to remind myself, like literally. Uh, it's funny because even in the way I talk, sometimes it comes out that I how I undervalue myself, and I think a lot of us moms do. We um, undervalue mm-hmm. ourselves, yeah. And, and it's like, no, actually, your time is not money. What you what you give them is quality. You give them yeah. experience. You give them community you know? experience. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and that that journey actually took me about two or three years. 
I, I can't just, hopefully what I just said inspires people listening, but you're not going to just click your fingers and go, well, Ellie said this or someone said this. So now my whole life's going to change. That was like a two or three year journey for me to let go of things that had happened in the past with my dad. And, you know, like I didn't have a bad childhood, but I had, I was craving attention from my dad that I didn't get. And so that made me then act out and use drugs and sleep around and, you know, do things like that. So I, I had to let go of that stuff. And I did that by working one-on-one -on -one with a mindset coach for almost two years. I studied NLP and I'm, I've been an NLP track, uh, practitioner since 2015. Can you clarify just for a few? Oh, yes, sorry. So um, neuro-linguistic programming. So basically with that, I help people to release past negative emotions, which is anger, sadness, hurt, fear, and guilt, and then let go of the future as well. And so when we let go of the past, it's usually things that happen when we're zero to seven years old. This is the imprinting phase. This is when we learn what, it, what we believe to be true about the world from our parents mostly. And, you know, logically with our adult minds, these things don't make sense. But at a subconscious level, we're still holding on to them from when we were little. I had a client one day who she felt like she wasn't good enough that came up in a session because her mom gave her, her sister the, the good chocolate biscuits and not her. And so, you know, logically, it's like, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. But when you go back to that root cause, and I do this through something called timeline therapy, you go back to the root cause. So it might be at five years old, for example, and you change the perspective and you change the story from the situation so you can let go and get those positive lessons and learnings to be able to move forwards. And so... That's why when things happen in your life now, it wasn't that person that had a go at you on your post. It wasn't the client that dropped off. It wasn't the argument you just had with someone. It's actually your reaction to that right now is from the things that have happened in the past. And so when we clear this stuff up from the past, the things that are happening right now, you just like have no emotional charge around it. It's like, oh, that doesn't even matter anymore. Um, so that's, that's what I do with that, but it's also releasing the future. So what the future is, is overwhelm, anxiety, stress, and fear. And so because we're, we're thinking about the future of like, you know, what if they reject me? What if, you know, I, what if someone says no on a sales call? What if this doesn't happen? So it's letting go of those things from the future. And when we let go of the past and the future, we're able to be fully present and we're not triggered by things. Wow. No, I, you know, I have, I've had heard of, um, NLP and it's funny because I I've heard of it in kind of the passing way but to get really that the the real background of how it works and how it's actually practiced it, it makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people try to do that in a, in a way one way or another but yeah. to, to get it from a, a, a root cause of like in your childhood in the imprint years um, it's definitely interesting because I mean a, a lot of my of my personal traits come from things that happened to me growing up uh, mm. especially as a young kid and even with my coach now that I work with we work through all these issues where it's like all of this comes from that those insecurities but that was so, that are so imprinted subconsciously in our mind yeah. you know yeah, it, yeah. It is like and it, when you're it, looking at things like logically so you can you know, a situation might come up and you're like, oh, okay, well, these are the lessons and this happened. And strategically and logically, it's making sense, but it can still be there at the unconscious level. And so that's why we kind of go and take that different perspective 
to be able to release it from the subconscious level rather than just logically like, oh yeah, well, you know, this makes sense. It's fully releasing it so that you can not have that anymore. No, that's amazing. Uh, and I think, you know, having, you know, it's funny because these are the things that you only learn when you come upon them, but to have someone really explain to you kind of what they went through to get to where they are in a very like the type of education they got the type of help the type of mentors the type of support they had guys this is all like really showing you a lot of behind the scenes because it does not happen overnight it is not a a, a snap of a finger it is you literally in those hard times and i have been through hard times my in my own life it's gives you that perspective that this is meant to happen because it's supposed to push you even further, you know, mm. supposed yeah. to push you further into your, into what you're supposed to do. You yeah. Know? And, and things happen. And if we don't learn the lesson, we're going to keep that cycle going and you keep attracting manipulative people in or people who don't respect your boundaries or whatever. And these things that are outside of us, it's actually about us. So these things that show up, we get triggered by them and emotional and, and all of that because it's actually showing us something within ourselves. If someone's not respecting your boundaries, it's because you're not respecting your boundaries. If someone's being manipulative, it's because you're not being the leader that you need to be or you're not being strong in your convictions and you're attracting that in for someone to be able to walk all over you. And so it's actually looking at these situations outside of us and looking, okay, well, no one outside of me can dictate how I live my life. I love the quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So we can, you know, we can blame and we can justify and we can put it outside of us and take that responsibility off ourselves. But that doesn't teach you anything. When you actually turn it around, it's called mirror theory. When we hold up the mirror and look back within ourselves at, okay, what can I learn? How am I being manipulative? Or what, how am I not respecting my boundaries? Or, you know, what do I need to learn about myself to not attract that in again? And when you learn those lessons, you stop attracting it and you attract in more amazing people and opportunities. Wow. Actually, Dee just asked, um, sorry, let me post up her question. Um, curious, how do you cope mentally with the uncertainty in the economy, in business, in your own cash flow? Um, and it can be, and it can be anxiety provoking and it's only amplified by motherhood. Mm. Good question, actually, that I didn't see that. And then I kind of just spoke about it as well, because what I just spoke about really ties into that. So if you're saying the economy or, you know, people people or things outside of you, it's taking that responsibility and control away from yourself. And so don't worry about the economy. You know, the greatest things that are the, the best businesses and the most successful businesses have actually been formed in times of hardship when the, the global financial crisis and the depression and things like that, that's when people have succeeded more than any other time in history. So I don't think the economy is something that we can, we should blame. I don't think we should blame um, anyone or anything else outside of us. Take a hundred percent control for your, um, for your own actions and your emotions and your reactions to things as well. And when you do that, you'll be able to create that consistency in your life. Um, from a strategic standpoint, you really want to build recurring income. 
because the recurring income will help you to build that cash flow, have consistent cash flow, and then you're not having to worry about that. And you can do that from ongoing masterminds or courses or um, things like that where you're not just getting a, a one-off payment, but you're actually building that community and that re recurring income for yourself. Yes, and actually I want to add a little bit to that because that was uh, such a good question, specifically because I, 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 that's what everyone asks themselves when they're starting a business. Oh, but the economy. Oh, but the, my financial background. Guys, mm -hmm. I started this from nothing, from nothing, nothing, no money in the bank, just an idea and tons of resources and, uh, and amazing people I surrounded myself with. And the thing is, like, you have to be okay with sacrifice as well. Like if you're living a certain lifestyle, I can't live that lifestyle unless I can afford that lifestyle. And a lot of the time we, we say, oh, I can't start a business because I don't have the money. But if you look at what you're spending, how you're, how you're spending, like there's a lot of logical things you can do if you are willing to go all in on something. And, yeah. and I decided to go all in, which meant cut down, cut down, cut down. Uh, so that I can afford to be at home with my child, work my butt off to build this from the ground and not yeah. worry about paying the next bill, paying this thing, paying, you know what I mean? Like, mm. so it was, I had to make a conscious decision that sacrificed a lot of things that, you know, yeah. are, are luxuries for, for yeah. me, I think about it. Right. And, and to add on to that as well, when you are making good money, it doesn't mean you have to spend it all. You know, when I started making consistent 10, 20K months, uh, I moved to a big house. Like my house is $910 a week rent. Like that's a lot of money. And before that I was paying 390. So it was a big jump up in, in cost. But I live in like a three-story house. We've got a movie theater. We've got a pool. We're surrounded by bushland and there's like kangaroos and uh, all around my house. It's, but it's only like 10 minutes or 15 minutes from the city. Um, it's a beautiful spot. But I moved to a big house. I was getting personal training sessions twice a week, massages twice a week. I had a personal chef. I had a cleaner. Um, I bought One day I bought an $800 dress because I was sad. You know, like I was making stupid decisions because I was like, oh, look at all this money. I'm just going to go spend it and live it up and have this amazing lifestyle. But what I found, that keeps a lot of people around the 10K or so month a mark, uh, mark in your business. And so what you want to do is invest back into your business, put money in savings, put money into things that are going to make you more money. You can enjoy a lifestyle, but you don't need to have all of those things if you actually want to create long-term wealth and focus on your net worth. I see a lot of people that are really good at making money, but then they're really good at spending it as well. And yes, invest back into your business. Like I always have mentors. I'm always working on myself to be able to really step it up to that next level. Um, but you know, frivolous things like eating out every day and buying designer clothes or, you know, doing, doing things where you're not actually looking at your numbers. Um, it, it holds you back. And for me, even though I'm making more than I've ever made, I actually have a little bit of the mentality of when I had no money. And so I have an abundance mindset, but I'm also now budgeting and act, not acting as if there is thousands and thousands of dollars sitting in the account, having strict, um, you know, spending money on myself still and my business, obviously, but not eating out every day. And going, okay, you know, I put $500 into a separate account each week for the family and actually sticking to that, not going, oh, well, there's money over here. Let's just spend that because I want to go out or I want to get a massage or I want to do whatever. 
And, you know, when you know your numbers, um, when you're sticking to a budget, but also still having that abundance mentality as well, then you'll really be able to create that long-term wealth, not something that's just a short-term, you know, business or short-term success. Wow. No. Oh, wow. That, and it's so true. And don't you find that the more you work on yourself, the less you care about designer stuff? Like, yeah. Isn't it like so, you, you would think, it's funny because when you work on yourself, you feel so satisfied from within that you, yeah. I, like the more I work on myself, I'm like things that superficially fulfilled me, like shopping yeah. all the time, like doing totally. this, doing that all the time. And like, I used to love going out partying and drinking. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And I'm like, every time I had money, I'm like, let's go party. Let's go drinking. Let's go dancing. But now yeah. I'm like. Honestly, I just, I, I feel so full inside that I can enjoy a glass of wine and not feel like I need to like take a whole bottle down and yeah. to feel like I'm, I'm fulfilled or I'm feeling totally. excited because I'm totally. it's working on yourself. It just makes you excited because you're pushing yeah, yourself totally. to the Exactly. Exactly. That's a really good point. And that designer dress, I've worn it twice and I just want to get rid of it now. And it looks like I don't need it. And this dress, I don't know how much you can see. Um, but this is one of my favorite dresses and it costs like 20 or 30 bucks, you know, like it's, yeah, it's not about the money. And when you're happy within yourself, like you said, you don't need to be spending on the external. Like a lot of people are escaping with the external, with binge drinking, with binge eating, with hustling and being busy all the time, um, all that kind of stuff rather than focusing on what's in here. And, and that's actually one of my core messages. So I'm really, I'm glad that you brought that up because when I've done the internal work and been happy within myself, I stopped binge drinking. I stopped binge eating. I stopped hustling and I don't escape anymore because I'm happy within myself. That's amazing. And I think that's such an important message for moms to hear guys, mm. the sacrifice that you make is not a sacrifice because it's for you. All the, that insecurity that you feel is because we've been educated to think that we have to live life a certain way. But in reality, if you are unhappy, you are actually losing more than you think. You're losing yourself. You're losing time. You have one life to live and to be a, a mom and to be, you know, to live this journey that's that's going to take, you know, however many years it is that you are on this earth. So I really am so happy that I find passion in, in what I do, that I get to meet passionate people like yourself who have designed her, the lifestyle that they want you know, and now you you help other entrepreneurs do this. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about what you do with entrepreneurs now. Yeah, sure. So I, when I sold that old business, kept like I said before, kept myself small for a little while, but I stepped into business coaching and I made sure that I'd already created a successful business before I started doing that. There's so many coaches out there that, you know, they've never created the success themselves first. So I made sure I'd created that. And with the income, but also in, you know, I'd had a team and I'd had a fully systemized business that I was able to sell. Um, so I stepped into it after that. Now, I've been um, in the coaching industry now for five years, but got really serious about it in like end of 2014, start of 2015. Uh, I help people to grow their business to six and seven figures whilst creating more freedom and that lifestyle that they want. And so, you know, it, it's about the strategy, but it's about the mindset. You can have all the strategy in the world, but if your head's not in the right space, you're not going to take action. 
So most of it is just under my name, um, Ellie, um, so E-L-L-I-E, and then Bursco, B-U-R-S-C-O-U-G-H. Um, that's my personal page on Facebook, my business page, my website, it's elliebursco.com.au. Um, if you want any other links, like my podcast or anything like that, I can shoot them through. Um, but yeah, most of my stuff is Ellie Bursco. Um, feel free to shoot me a friend request, anyone who's watching this. Um, just shoot me a message as well so I know where, where you've come from. Um, and I'm, I'm always connecting with people on my, on my personal page as well. Um, I have a free group called Time Hackers if people want to join that. And it's to help people, you know, grow their business but create more time and freedom in their lives as well. So happy to have people in that community as well if you want to connect there. Yes, definitely. I think for what we need, moms need all the time hacking advice we can get. <laughs> yeah, and so, totally. It's like, I don't, you know, that's the thing, like, um, trying to, to schedule yourself and, and create something that you can really uh, do day to day is not easy. But I, I you know, this is why I built a support system. This is why I've been lucky to, to really ask people around me to support me through this journey. And I think moms, sometimes we, we have to be really creative about it. You know, like I've done mom where like we talk to other moms who are in different areas or in the same area, sorry. And like, yeah, cool. uh, we, we sit for each other because that's, yeah. about, you know, saving money and having time to get whatever work, whatever the other mom wants to do, they can do. None of yeah. Just like you need you time, you need your work time, whatever it is, do it. So to get creative, and that's part of the message that I said, and I think a lot of what you do is really design, guys. Take the tools. There's so many tools out there. It's unlimited. So I think from what I've gotten from all this is really invest in yourself in anything mm -hmm. you can, right? Invest in, in, in getting a coach, a mentor. Uh, build your network. Building your network is your net worth, guys. Um, those relationships, like human capital, I think is so important. Like I, I think that, you know, as humans, the value that we bring into each other's lives, it's worth millions and billions of dollars in comparison to any, anything I've ever received, you know, um, in my life. So I think I've taken a lot from this. If you guys want to let us know in the comment, what you've taken away from all this, um, you know, where to reach Ellie. Um, she has been really inspiring and I think, I, I mean, I'm excited to see your journey through Portugal and, and see what you're going to be doing and volunteering in different countries. I think, you know, ultimately for me, my dream is to be able to go back home to Colombia and be able to travel through Colombia and travel, you know, with my family and, uh, yeah. and really travel experience is most important to me. And I think a yeah. lot of us uh, have those feelings of alignment where we want to minimize, we want to grow inside, mm -hmm. all the yeah. So thank Definitely. you. And last question, what what would you if you could give advice to a mom that is is really in a place where she she's so close to like going into business but she's really really like scared and she's mm -hmm. fearful. What what is one sentence that you would tell her to tell herself on a daily that would help her through all those moments of like taking those big leaps because I think taking big yeah. leaps they're scary, but to have yeah. in your head that you can repeat to yourself, you know, it, it would be wonderful to, to have that for moms. Definitely. So it's just take that first step. Overwhelm, fear, it builds in our heads and when we're staying stuck. If you're staying in the same place, all of this is building and getting worse. So to be able to minimize that or let go of it, you need to take action. You need to take that first step. That's the only way the fear is going to um, dissipate and, and 
get, get rid of it as well. And you need to let go of the security blanket. If you have like a heap of money in savings or a partner who's making a lot of money or, you know, there's no real push for you, there's no real drive to go, crap, I've got to do this now, then you're not going to do it. You're going to stay in that comfort zone. So put yourself out there, whether it's putting your savings in a long-term deposit that you can't touch or it's putting up a post on Facebook and saying, hey, I'm doing this or it's getting a mentor or it's, you know, you've got to do something that rips off that Band-Aid Back to yourself 100% so you can actually take that step. And that public accountability really helps. Like, don't just be thinking about it in your head. Actually put it out there so you've, you've got no, nowhere else to go and you've got to do it. That's so true. Wow, thank you. That has been really, really inspiring. And so much, like, so many takeaways. Like, for, uh, accountability, social accountability is real. Like, I started a burpee challenge and we're on the third day. The 25 burpee challenge. I don't know how many get to 125 burpees, but I guess I'm done because people are expecting immediate. Yeah, totally. You know, like, I have that pressure. It's like, I've only done 15 up to now, but I feel like I may die in the process. <laughs> it's social accountability is real. But, Ali, thank you so much for, for being here with us and sharing your experience and really uh, showcasing what it means to take life and, 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 you know, and all your struggles and all your pains and turn them into something beautiful, something that does not happen overnight, but it's not impossible. Thank yeah, totally. Thank you for your honesty. It's very refreshing to hear about your struggles through all this and how it's always, it's not like a, a, a path of growth and then you just stay there. No, you grow and you fall and you grow and you fall. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's not linear. No, yeah. it's not linear at all. So thank you for sharing that uh, because it, it uh, even I think I was thinking like, oh no, once I get off, it's going to be perfect. I'm going to go this way and fly off into the sky, you know, but I <laughs> But it's really reminds me, like, no, this is just the beginning, and there's gonna be way yeah. bigger things, fish to fry. Always, like, there's always gonna be bigger you're things. Always, you're always learning and growing until the day you die. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's been amazing. So, thank you so much thank for being here with us. Anything you'd like to say to our viewers before we go? No, I think I've covered everything. Yeah, just take that first step. I guess actually don't just listen to this. Don't be like, oh, wow, this is inspiring or motivating and then go back to scrolling Facebook or doing nothing. Go and use that social accountability and decide what's that one action step that you want to take that's going to move you forwards today. Put it up on social media, share it with a friend or just go and take action and go and do it. No, beautiful. And you know, someone says it really beautifully. Lisa, Lisa Nichols, she says, people make me extraordinary because it gets them off the hook. Mm -hmm. And I heard that. I was like, <laughs> all these people, like we can look at you and be like, oh my God, no, she's extraordinary. She has done everything and she's up here. We can never attain that. But if we actually take in what you're saying and not just yeah. say, no, she's above us, we will never get to her level or, you know, uh, be her. Well, it's not about that because it, we actually are making it. That's another excuse we make. Yeah. Don't put people up on a pedestal. I had someone say to me just this morning, actually, uh, my goal is to be like a mini Ellie. I want to be just like you. And I'm like, how about you be more of yourself? How about you just be the best version of yourself? And she's like, because you are amazing. And she's like, oh, thank you. But I do want to be like you. And it's like, you know, don't put anyone else up on a pedestal just because I've made more money or achieved different things. or And then other people, you know, ahead of me doesn't mean they're any better than you. Uh, and when what I found when people have put me up on a pedestal in the past, 
you do one little thing that doesn't align with what they believe in and they rip you right down and they threaten to sue you or they ask for a refund or they, you know, hate mail or horrible stuff goes on. And so I really try and get people to, you know, yeah, great. Be inspired or motivated by me or others. That's great. But be focused on every day being the best version of yourself. Yes, beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching replay, let us know. Uh, I will post all the links for where you can get in contact with Ellie. Follow her. Get into her group. It's amazing. I just joined, so I'm excited to see what's inside. I've been following you through Facebook and, you know, really seeing your journey. And it's been exciting. And now your new journey in the new country, that's even more exciting. Um, yeah. Guys, love what we talked about. Let us know. I want to bring on more women like Ellie. Um, who really are inspiring and taking life into their own hands and deciding this is what I want my life to be like. Um, yeah. Share this with other moms because I want this to, to get to as many moms as possible. Moms need to be inspired. Moms are not forgotten. We are isolated a lot of the time, especially with young children, but it does not mean that there's not a world out there waiting for your bright ideas, waiting for your passion, waiting for you to start on your goals and on yourself. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for awesome. being Love you guys. You guys are the best. Bye. Thanks.